Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. This is a bonus episode, our monthly advice column. And thanks for being here. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. Welcome back. Can't wait to give you guys the best advice in the world. Every month we have you guys write in. And we answer your questions or give you, I was going to say unsolicited advice, but you asked for it. So solicited actually, and by definition, maybe. So here we are. We just got back from Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. By the time you hear this, we'll be back for a little while. But uh, we watched The Circle. Per your recommendation, so many of you guys DM'd us after our catfish episode Mm -hmm. came out. And you were saying, if you love catfish, you have to watch The Circle. It's a reality show on Netflix. And we decided to give it a shot when we were in Palm Springs. I was actually very skeptical at the beginning. I don't know why. Like the first episode, I was like, okay, okay. I just felt like because everyone's in different rooms and they're not just actually interacting, I was kind of like, this feels like a quarantine show and I'm not Mm -hmm. vibing because the funny part is it was filmed even before quarantine and everything. But um, yeah, within like the first two episodes, we got hooked. We watched the whole first season and part of season two, the only part that was available to watch. I think yeah. at this point, it will have been out for a few days because on April 28th, like a few more episodes come out or something. But yeah. we got hooked. It was so good. We were, we seriously watched it like for days. We'd be like, should we go out to eat? And we're like, or we can order in and watch the circle. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's like, Gosh, it's kind of confusing. I don't want to go into the whole description, but just in case you literally have no idea what we're talking about, it's a reality show where there's like eight different people and they're all in their own little apartment that the circle like provides for them. So they're in like just an apartment complex. Yeah, and like the same building. Yeah, but they can't leave. From my understanding, they can't really leave their apartment. There's like a mini, a gym and stuff, but they don't see anyone else that's on the reality show. So the whole point is to become the most popular player, but people are going off of one photo and like your bio. By the end of it, there's, you, they can see a few different photos of you, but the catch is that some people are catfishes. So catfishes, is that correct? Don't know. But some people will go in there like a guy will pretend to be a girl because he's like, oh, if I'm trying to win a popularity contest, I need to be a girl because girls, you know, can get more attention or whatever it is. And the winner gets $100,000. So basically, you're just trying to become the most popular player. And every day, everyone rates everyone. So it's like, okay, one through eight, who are my favorite players and who's my least favorite or who have I not like really connected with? And then you just go up the ranks and then there's one winner. Anyway, it sounds kind of odd. It is kind of odd, but. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got addicted, and if you're looking for a new show, go check it out. Yeah, you have lots to you have lots to binge. It's so good. It's really good. I told JC she needs to go on there and try it out. And I will say, actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about the catfish, the, the all the boys who have like, oh, I'm going to be a girl because they take better to a girl, actually do pretty well, and yeah. they do get like ranked high because true. There have been some who, you know, a girl will act like a boy. And they I don't, don't feel do like they well. do as well. You're right. I do feel like girls, you know, initially maybe do come off a little bit more friendly and more approachable or yeah. something. I know. And I said Tyson should go on the yes. show. And we were all just talking about how. What if you good and Tyson were be? on together, but you didn't know because like maybe he was catfishing or you were catfishing? That would be so good. Yeah. No, he he would be so good for it because yeah. obviously if you guys know Tyson, he's just like made for TV. I just don't even yes. know how he hasn't been on some sort of TV show at this point. So I texted him and I said, 
I, you need to go on the show immediately. So we'll see. If that happens, we manifested that for him. 100%. Like if it happens, I get the credit. Yeah. Uh, no, but I would if love that happens, for him to follow it. us as well. <laughs> okay, should, should we, we jive in? Yes. Jive in. Should, should we just jive right on into your advice? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. I'm currently in need of advice on being friends with your ex. Ooh, with my ex? <laughs> She's like, JC specifically. <laughs> I recently broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years. He was my first serious relationship and we were lucky in the sense that the breakup was very mutual. While it has been painful for the both of us, lots of tears, we both still love each other and want to be in each other's lives, but we just cannot see ourselves being each other's person in the future, which is essentially why we broke up. I really want to make an effort to still be friends with him, but I always hear that this is a bad idea. It never works out. That's my first reaction. Yeah, totally. Is that it never does work Unfortunately. out. Unfortunately. We are both going to be living in separate cities this summer, so it is unlikely that I could set up situations where we are together in a group activity. I feel like our only communication would be one-on-one. This is my first breakup ever, and while I am absolutely heartbroken about losing him as my boyfriend, I'm even more devastated about losing him as my best friend. What are your guys' thoughts on staying friends with your ex? Does it ever work out, or is it just futile at this point? Thank you so much for bringing so much light to my week with your podcast. Last week of the month is always the best because we get twice the what we said. Love y'all. Oh, I feel like, I don't want to say it never works out, but I feel like you get to a point because I even say that I'm like, it's so sad that you, especially if you're dating someone and you come to a mutual separation and it's not like an ugly breakup or anything and you still like just love each other and want the best for each other. It's actually so sad to realize that like I can never just be friends with this person again. Mm -hmm. And I even say that when you get married, it's like so weird because if you've dated people who are like a huge part of your life, it's not like I'm like, I want to hang out with them, but it's just weird. It's like you're now just strangers. Like Mm -hmm. you will never speak again. Yeah. And it's so odd, but I just feel like it feels like a huge deal and like it hurts so bad now, but you won't care yeah. in a while. Yeah, it, it just takes time. It's just hard right now because when you, it's like you physically miss somebody, especially when you have spent so much time with them and you're so used to their presence that it like shakes up your world. And mm-hmm. anytime your life is changing, it's hard and uncomfortable and you always want to slip back to how it felt to, so that you can have some kind of comfort because your body is like rejecting change. But yeah, it time heals everything. And I feel like He's going to move on. You're going to move on. You're both going to be fine. And it is weird, but it's like, that's kind of what, you know, love is. It's taking that risk of like, we could get married or we could never talk again. Mm -hmm. And we actually were talking about this on our drive home. Like I was thinking about how, when I ever, I get sad about my dog dying, like in the future or yeah, in the future, I'm like, I'm always like, well, I hope that she's my dog in heaven. Like, I hope that she, you know, I can have her as my dog in heaven. You know, I'll see her again, whatever. And then I was telling Nick the other day, actually, it's kind of weird that when we feel like we love something, we want something, we feel this need to have like possession over it. It's like we want them in our lives. We want them to be our friends. We want them to almost like, yeah, I guess have possession over it. Yeah, control over it. And I was saying it's actually makes me feel better to just be like, you can love something and just let it be its own thing and let it be on its own. And you don't have to have all this control over it. You don't have to like be attached to that thing. It can just you know, what if I, Sophie isn't my dog in heaven and she's just a happy dog in heaven. I never see her again and that's okay. But like, I can be grateful for the time we had. And it's just like, I think if we start to realize that we don't have to be so attached and like involved in everything that we love and that we can love things from a distance. Yeah. And as they were, or like what they were to us at the time, then we'll be better off. I like that advice. Okay. Your turn. Hey ladies, just wanted to thank you for creating such an awesome, safe, encouraging space for all of us. We appreciate you. So I need some advice. I'm currently deciding between two universities to go to, and I feel like I have to decide between two very different future versions of myself that I could be, depending on which place I go to. I can easily see myself grow into either versions, but the problem is I love them both equally. I can't decide, and I feel like this decision has so much weight. I feel like if I make the wrong choice, I will always be wondering, what if? How should I make a decision which has so many uncertainties surrounding all options amidst feeling that this would literally change the trajectory of my life. As an avid overthinker, I need your help. I'd really appreciate any advice you guys have. Thanks again. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, I would love to know what like the two things are because I'm nosy. But Mm -hmm. I feel like we all in this generation feel that crippled by opportunity because there's so many options for us and they all seem fun. Overwhelming. Yeah. And some of them seem smarter per se. And some of them seem more like, okay, I'm just being crazy, but I really want this. I feel like 
this is not even good, good advice because it's just like, I feel like you just have to be decisive. Just go with a decision and stick with it. And the reality is you'll never know really a different life. Like you'll never know what if. I think it's easy when you, you know, choose something. Here, Here's my piece of advice actually. Realize that if you go and do this one thing and then you realize like, I should have done the other thing. Like, I don't like this. You needed to experience that to know that. Exactly. Sometimes you have to go down the wrong path to understand the right path. And I think, I understand that's not just like, oh, now I can just switch colleges, switch my major. Like it yeah. might be harder in these this certain, you know, instance. But I think we will never know what if, like there's so many what ifs in life. Like you can say that with anything. It's like, what if I went to a different high school? What if I did this? Yeah. My life would be so different, but we only have the life that we have. We only have the experiences that we experience. So I feel like we all have gut feelings. And you just really have to like go with your gut. And sometimes it can be so hard, but I feel like you just have to be decisive and stick with that decision and see where it leads you and not be regretful either way. Even Mm -hmm. if you're like, oh, this brought me some hardships, like then that's what it was supposed to bring you. And you'll learn something from every single situation in your life. Yeah, 100%. I think you have to remember that when we make life decisions, there's not necessarily always a right and wrong answer. There's not one way is good, one way is bad. It's just the choice that you make. So whatever you choose, that is your choice. And you have to accept that like, okay, I made this choice. There's no, now that I've made this choice, no other choices exist because it's like, this is what I'm doing and I can move on from this moment. But you don't have to be thinking about, oh, did I make the right or wrong choice? Like the world and the universe will just kind of go with what you've decided to do. Mm -hmm. It's like we always say about soulmates. It's like my mom told me before I got married, it's more romantic to think that you chose your partner instead of like, this is what destiny brought us together. Because then when hardships do come up, you have that. That to rely on. Yeah. You you have that uh, empowering you. Like I made this decision. This is all me. This is like my responsibility. I'm going to work this out because I made this decision. It didn't just fall into my lap and it's not like, well, I didn't want this. This Mm -hmm. is whatever. So if you really just like take accountability and be like, this is my choice and I'm going with it. I can always change my mind later on. But right now this is what I'm doing and I can't look back if I'm, you know, if I make it, then I make it. Totally. This episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer, and the packaging, I might say, is amazing. Beautiful, stunning. Some of my favorite products from them, I have their dryer balls, which has changed the game. I don't have to use dryer sheets anymore. Um, I have their deodorant, which I love and I'm currently using. I have their hand soap and their lotion. And again, their packaging is immaculate and just looks so clean and chic in your home. Yes, those are the products that we use at our cabins. So we use their shampoo and conditioner, their hand soap. They just look so pretty Mm -hmm. and they're great. Also, get the cookies from Public Goods, guys. Okay, trust me on that one. Thank me later. So rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common in drug and grocery store shelves. They're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. Knowing what's in your products and where they come from is important and small changes in the way we shop can make a big impact on personal health and the world at large. So they use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. They also plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. And don't you worry because we worked out a great deal just for our listeners. So receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again. that They're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash what we said or use the code what we said at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash what we said to receive $15 off your first order. 
Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes, we had picked the, because you can pick from different options, like you said, and we did the balanced living one, I believe. And we made this salmon with orzo, which is like kind of like a pasta salad type of vibe. It, it was so fresh, so delicious. Life and I made it together. I just love, you know, when you are about to cook a meal, it's just kind of daunting because you have to like find a recipe, then go to the grocery store, search the aisles for all the different ingredients. Yes. A lot of times you end up wasting certain stuff that you get. And it's just a whole production. This saves you so much time and effort and energy. And it's just so nice because you know that the quality of the ingredients is good and it's delicious. So go to greenchef.com slash 90 what we said and use code 90 what we said to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90 what we said and use code 90 what we said to get $90 off, including free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. First off, I have just fallen in love with the podcast and have been binging for the past week. Ooh, a newcomer. Love that. Every episode, I'm like, I have a great story for this, but I'm too late, LOL. Probably because my life is so cringy. <laughs> Same. Anyways, I'm 24 and have been secretly, besides my bestie, hanging out with a 41-year-old for almost a year now. We are seriously soulmates and have been telling each other we love each other for about six months. At first, I was the one nervous to tell people, but I'm ready and have told him that, but he is still hesitant. I need advice as to if you think this is an excuse for him and he does not see things long-term with me, even though he swears he does, or if he's actually not ready. Also, how should I tell him that this needs to happen? Because I feel like I'm somewhat wasting my time. Thanks. Love you girls. Wait, Woo. so the problem is she wants to go public with it and he doesn't? Yes. Shoot. It's hard because, you know, I think with the age thing, it adds a little bit of a complication. Mm -hmm. I would say if you guys were both the same age and he was like, you guys went to the same school and he was hesitant, I'd be like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, there's something off. But I feel like because there is quite an age gap that it could be some hesitation, like his family and friends seeing that he's dating someone super young could be like not, he's not necessarily ready for that mm -hmm. quite yet. Um, you know, which might be a good thing because sometimes older men with younger women, it's like they want, that's all they want the girl for is to like show them off. Right. So, you know, that. that that is good that it's, you know, a connection and not just like he wants to, you to be his, you know, arm candy or something right. like that. That's true. It's so hard to know. I've actually seen this, like, I feel like I've seen this a few times recently where like a young 20 year old is dating someone in their 40s. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for me to just imagine that because I've just never dated someone older like that. So I don't know the dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say. But I feel like, again, trust your gut. Maybe just um, communicate how important it is to you. If you're just like, I really feel ready and comfortable. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be like a secret mm -hmm. for too much longer. So how long has it been? It out. Yeah. How long has it been? Um, hanging out for almost a year now. Oh, almost a year? And so like they've told each other they love each other for about six months. Okay. That's kind of a long time. Yeah. I feel like that should... I feel like that's not crazy of you to want him to like no public definitely with not if it'd been a month i'd be like yeah give him a second but yeah. a year that's a long time well i guess we should say six months if it's like they've been serious for six months maybe six months before that they were just kind of like dating and okay so getting to know six each other is long enough no i i agree i'm just saying if you don't wait around for too long but don't also give him an ultimatum you know where it's like if you don't go public with me in two seconds i'm gonna yeah. you know break up with you um but you deserve to be able to like not be a secret is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think like just, you know, telling him how important that is to you and how it makes you feel. Yeah. And he should be mature at this point. Yeah. And also invite him in a safe space to open up why he would not be comfortable with that. Because mm -hmm. if he's just like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. There's obviously a reason why he's not ready. So like, don't come at him like, why aren't you, mm -hmm. you know, ready to do this? Like, you should want to do this. Just have a safe space for him to open up so you can listen to him and hear why he it says, eh, maybe you guys will break up because of it. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe you'll understand him a little more. True. Okay. Thank you guys so much for bringing me and so many others countless good laughs, positivity, and great advice. I love listening to the podcast more than I can even say. 
So sweet. Thank you very much. I was hoping to get some advice for my upcoming wedding. I'm marrying my soulmate in September. I could not be more excited and obsessed with wedding planning. Congrats. I am, however, a little stressed over exactly who I should and should not feel obligated to invite. I work at a fairly small animal shelter where I only have about 20 coworkers. I'm very close to some of my coworkers, so of course I would love to invite those people. As for the rest of my coworkers, I'm not sure what to do. There are some that I don't feel close to at all, and I'm not sure if I should just invite them to avoid the drama because I know they're expecting an invitation, or should I be selective about who I want there because it's my wedding and every person costs a pretty penny to feed. I'm so conflicted because the last thing I would want is drama in the workplace but I also don't want a bunch of extra people at my wedding that I won't even talk to 10 years down the road. Thank you for any advice you have. Don't invite them. No, I say invite who you want to invite. Especially because you have to pay for them. And, and that's a very good excuse to tell them. Be like, hey, I'm so sorry. If they do, or if they're like, hey, what the heck? Why didn't you invite me? Be like, we have to pay. Like we have a very strict budget and we had to like cut our numbers. And, and I just feel like we haven't really gotten that close. I felt like I was closer to some of my other coworkers. Yeah, 100%. This is your wedding. You should do what you want. And if they're upset, that is completely on them. Yeah. That is not your problem no. at all. No. I know how it feels. I know how that would feel though. If yeah. You, especially if you work at like a small place and you're like, hey, Totally. Yikes. But again, like you just said, you're not going to even talk to them 10 years down the road. So it's like, who cares? They might be upset for a week. They'll get over it. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Love, love, love the podcast. And I wait all week for... Tuesdays. My boyfriend and I met in college and have been dating for two and a half years. He is literally my best friend in the whole entire world. I'm obsessed with his face, his whole vibe, everything. <laughs> and I truly just want him in my life forever. Anyways, here's the issue. Oh, shiz. I just started a new job a few weeks ago. There is this guy who literally looks like my boyfriend, but is taller and way more muscular. Oh, oh shiz, shoot. girl. He is cool, but I definitely don't really know him and I plan to keep it that way. When I don't see him, he is out of my mind. I literally forget he existed this weekend. But when I do work with him, I find myself crushing on him. Can't stop thinking that he is hot. I literally get nervous when he talks to me and it feels horrible. Advice on how to stop this crush. Love you, girls. Okay. I, I think okay sometimes think another guy's hot. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think sometimes people make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. If you if a guy is hot, like and he's talking to you, it's very normal for any girl in any kind of relationship, no matter how, whatever it is, to get like kind of nervous because it's like intimidating. Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to think someone's hot. It's another thing to be like, I literally have feelings for this person. Yes, exactly. So I think you're totally fine. It's literally not a big deal. It's like just the second that you start saying it's a big deal, it starts to feel like a big deal. But if you're just like, oh yeah, this I think this guy's handsome. It's like, you're going to find people attractive for the rest of your life. Well, so. and the thing is, if you're trying, the second you also say, how do I stop this crush? I need to stop feeling this way you're probably going to like it more. Yeah. What do you resist? Persist, girly. I would just let yourself, like, let yourself cheat. <laughs> oh, it doesn't let yourself fall into it. As, as long as, yeah, as long as there's no, like, actual flirting and you're doing something yeah. sketch, I say it's not a big deal. That's so funny that she's like, he looks like my boyfriend, but hotter. <laughs> yeah, literally just hotter. <laughs> Amazing. Think about, also, think about all the amazing parts of your boyfriend that you absolutely love that maybe not aren't necessarily even looks related. Yeah, exactly. And that will remind you why you're with your boyfriend. Exactly. Okay. First of all, I am obsessed with the podcast. You two are rays of sunshine and always put me in a positive mood. I am in need of career advice slash motivation. I graduated from college last May in 2020 with a double major in finance and insurance. Exciting. I know. Dot, dot, dot. I got a job right out of school at an amazing insurance company. I am very, very lucky to have gotten a job offer during COVID, especially for such a highly admired company. But one year in, I'm bored with my life and I'm scared of falling down the path of getting sucked into corporate America and living a boring nine to five life. I do not feel fulfilled by the work I'm doing. And because of COVID, my work is remote. So all I do is stare at my computer all day alone in my apartments and do insurance. Since I'm only oh, 20, shiz. since I'm only 23, I realize I have the ability to make a switch with my life. I do not think corporate America is for me as I have tried for the past year to romanticize my nine to five and it is just not cutting it. With that said, I've always had a love for interior design slash decorating and find myself constantly on Pinterest watching HGTV and home decor shopping. I think a switch to working for a small interior designer would be such a fun job. I can learn as an assistant and then down the road open up my own interior design business, hopefully. That would also let me put my degrees in business to good use, but I'm scared. I put way too much pressure on myself to be the best at everything. I'm a type A wing three Capricorn to give you some color about me. Girl, you speak in my language. Um, I'm nervous that I'm going to be so lost in this new career switch. 
because I don't have a degree in interior design. I have not taken one class, but all I know is I find it so interesting. I will definitely do my research, read all I can, but I'm scared someone at my job with a four-year interior design degree will just outshine me and I will just look stupid for trying this new job. How do I stop putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect and just take the risk and start a new career? Even if I start my new job and hate it, I can always go to my old back to my old career, I guess. I think I just need the confidence boost to take the risk and do something I love, but I'm scared of failing and I'm confused. Love you guys and thank you for all you do. I'm dying because she literally answered her own question like seven times. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, based off this, you're literally 100% not going to stick to your insurance job. Yeah. I don't think you should by any means. No, literally has the whole thing planned out. You have it all planned, sis. Yeah. I mean, to give you a little confidence boost, maybe this will help. My mom does interior design. She has never taken a class in her life. She is like completely just has had a passion for it on her own forever. And she's the one who designed our whole cabin, the 1975 cabin that you guys may have seen on Instagram. It's gorgeous. It's in Pine Top. She also, just because of like her talent and because she's put herself out there, she was able to get a job with HGTV and a photo that she styled was the cover like two months ago. Yeah. And I just think about that because she always has said that to me even. She's just like, I just didn't go to school for it. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You're so good at it. It literally does not matter. Like, would it be cool to go to school for it? Awesome. Sure. I think so. But I didn't go to school for photography. Like, yeah. I think as the world progresses and changes, we don't need to be as stressed out about a degree, especially mm-hmm. with these cr- types of creative yeah, jobs. Yeah, especially with creativity jobs where it's like, it's literally all on your eye. And like maybe some, and also if you have a business degree, it's like you kind of know all the background stuff that would have to be going on. Right. You could still utilize your degree, which is amazing. Like that wasn't just, you know, in vain that you went to school. So I think you should definitely, especially because you're 23. Yeah. You should totally take the risk. And especially because you know, you can always go back to your old career. I think there is, I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. And there's no reason to be, it's funny that you even that she even said that. Like, I'm scared that these people who have been working there for four more years are going to be way better than me, and I'm going to look like a beginner. And it's like, well, that's actually how it is. Like, right. And then when you're there for four years, someone will come in and you'll be better than them. It's like that's just literally how it is. I think she was saying that they have a four year degree. Oh, four year degree. Like she's well, saying, even someone then, at my job with a four year degree would just be more talented than me. Yeah, they've gone to school for it. Which well, I even then, that's kind of the same thing. It's like four years of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. They definitely could be better than you at the beginning. And you should be completely okay with that. Yeah. You don't have to scroll very far down your news feed to find a story about the restorative effects of collagen. It's all the rage, but it's way more than just hype. Get the very best collagen on the market from ancient nutrition. I have been hearing about collagen. I feel like it is actually very, like it's talked about a lot recently. I've seen so many people posting about it. So I'm very excited that this is a new sponsor of ours. I feel like it's a lot of women where I see if they're, you know, a little bit older and I ask them like what they do. They're always like, well, I take collagen Mm -hmm. and they look amazing. Ancient nutrition has one goal to transform the health of every individual on the planet with history's most powerful superfoods. Whether you want to improve your body, sharpen your mind, or just feel like your best self, ancient nutrition makes supplements that get real results you can see and feel. All ancient nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles after four weeks and transform your overall skin tone after eight weeks. Sign me up. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid. So put a scoop in your morning coffee, smoothie, or even baked goods. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com right now and enter promo code what we said at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code what we said for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code what we said at checkout. Are you tired of UTIs? Because I sure am. So we're going to introduce you guys to Eucora. So in 2014, Eucora's founder, Jenna, got eight UTIs and she knew she could not stay in this cycle. Founders love having the same dead end conversations about what she should do to be more proactive. And yes, she was peeing after sex. Yes, she had tried cranberry. So this experience inspired Jenna to take matters into her own hands and start Eucora with her partner, Spencer. So Eucora specializes in UTI relief and proactive urinary tract health products. Some of us just need more support, even if you're doing everything right. And that's where Eucora comes in. I have had so many UTIs in my life. Like I 
have a lot of personal experience with them. Chelsea, you, I feel like I've had quite a few as well. Yes. And they are the freaking worst, the burning, the urgency, the, oh my gosh, like it, it takes me, over your entire life. Yes. It takes over your whole day, week, however long you have it. It has ruined trips that I've been on. Like it's the absolute worst. I am so beyond excited to try Eucora. I've heard amazing things about it from a lot of different people. And this is a perfect sponsor for us. Eucora has products for if you have a UTI or if you want to be more proactive. So here's how it works. Eucora's UTI relief products can help you address UTI symptoms until you're able to go see a doctor. Then their popular proactive urinary tract health supplements help you maintain a healthy urinary tract. One of Eucora's proactive products is a unique drink mix to flush and cleanse the urinary tract and also boost your immune system, which is especially important for after sex or exercise. It's easy, effective, and it tastes like pink lemonade, which... Sign me up. Yeah, thank I'm ready. you so much. Eucora also has other proactive products to support you from all angles for best proactive urinary tract healthcare. Eucora's products are developed using the best research available in collaboration with a team of physicians and scientists, and they have over 8,000 five-star unfiltered reviews. So clearly they must be doing something right. So get proactive about urinary tract health with Eucora. Right now, Eucora is offering 20% off when you go to eucora.com slash what we said, but hurry because this is a limited time offer. So go to eucora.com slash what we said to get 20% off your order. And that is spelled U-Q-O-R-A.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Hello, besties. That includes you, Miss Beth. And hi to all the pups, Lady, Sophie, and Moose. If we want to get crazy, hi to all the husbands. Haha, Leif, Nick, and James. Wow, she Woo! really went in. We got the whole fam. If that doesn't show you how invested I am in all of your guys' lives, I don't know what will. Anyway, love you all, and I would love some advice and input on my situation. I just turned 22 and live in Southern Arizona. I moved out here from Utah almost two years ago to be a live-in nanny for a family friend. I love it so, so much, and the family treats me like more than just an employee, and I'm so lucky to have them. I nanny one three-year-old little girl and really love that I get paid to pretty much hang out with her every day. Since I'm not going to school right now, nor work at a job where I have other coworkers, I have no friends out here. And as someone with pretty intense social anxiety and just anxiety in general, I have a hard time convincing myself to actually go out and meet new people. I ain't trying to get killed, but a girl gets real lonely sometimes. Ain't trying to get killed? Maybe she's scared of like getting kidnapped or murdered or something. Actually go out and meet new people. I ain't trying to get killed but a girl gets really lonely sometimes okay I didn't know where that came from (laughs) I also brought um, my dog with me and feel bad leaving her at home with them when I go out and socialize just seems like something I can't rationalize I feel rude lol I feel you on that one I'm just getting to the point where I feel stuck in a groundhog day life I feel like I'm just living countdown to countdown for visits home or little trips with friends I feel so stuck and I'm not sure when I should move on to the next step in my life I have no clue what it is I want to do next career and schooling wise. So that makes it even harder. I don't necessarily feel obligated to stay, but I would feel bad leaving. The parents are going through a divorce right now. So anytime in the near future seems like my leaving would be an even bigger inconvenience. Also feel like I could get stuck here forever with that kind of mindset. I have nothing pushing me to move on to the next chapter in my life, but also nothing really holding me back either. I feel very much like a shell of myself and don't know what to do to fix that. So I would love any advice input either on how to romanticize my life now so it's more enjoyable or how to know when it's really my time to bite the bullet and move on to the new endeavor. I really can't thank you guys enough for being my go-to feel-good friends, even though we've never met, LOL. I look up to you guys so much and value your opinions, probably a concerning amount, (laughs) haha. So please help, love you guys and what we said so much. Wow. Okay, first of all, yeah, very nice. Second of all, that does suck, I will say. Like, I will validate your feelings 100% when you feel like it's almost worse when there is nothing holding you back. It's like there, you're just kind of in this weird limbo. You're like floating around and nothing. And you're just like, okay, what is happening? Like, nothing's pushing me. Nothing's holding me back. I'm just kind of like, here, everything's up to me. I will say it is hard when you, when they are, if they are going through a divorce, because that does suck because you don't want to like, mess things up but at the same time that's not your problem mm-hmm. like you are their employee so if you do want you can quit whenever you want to quit but at the same time if you want to kind of figure out what you want to do first and then move on because this is a good time because it sounds like you do maybe have some free time and like maybe this is a good time for you to experiment with some new hobbies or some new interests mm-hmm. and maybe that will help you find friends at the same time instead was- of just like going out to you know a club or whatever, you know. Right. I don't even know how you make friends anymore. I was going to say maybe if you have some sort of plan set in your mind where it's like, okay, in six months, like I'm going to be quitting this job hopefully in six months and like here's kind of my game plan just so that it's not so daunting. Because I think if you have no plan in place and you're just like, 
I don't know. Like, I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. No plans of stop. Like, no plans of getting out. That can feel really suffocating, I think. Yes. So maybe if you can just internally be like, okay, I'm going to plan on, you know, working here for another four months and maybe in two months letting them know or whatever you need Mm -hmm. to do. And that can maybe give you a little bit of motivation to start something new. Totally. Something to look forward to. For sure. We always need something to look forward to. That's what I've learned. Okay. I just discovered this podcast like a month ago. And let me tell you, I am hooked. You girls always make me literally LOL and are so inspiring. So sweet. I wanted your advice on figuring out a workout routine that works for you. I know everyone's workout routines look different due to different body types and workout goals. But I just feel like there's so much mixed information on the internet when it comes to how to work out. Do you girls have any tips on how you figured out what works for you and maybe even some stuff not to listen to? Thanks so much. Sending love from Jersey. I feel like I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I like and it actually changes for me. But I think you just really have to, first of all, stop listening to every like fitness influencer you see on Instagram. 100%. Because a lot of, not no shade also, because I follow a lot and I love like some, you know, certain people, the workouts and stuff that they share. But it's just like food. It's like if you're following, you know, all these different like nutritionists or dietitians or people who all promote different diets, you start feeling so confused, conflicted and overwhelmed because you're like, I should be eating plant-based. Oh no, now that person said that that's actually bad and I should do this. And then you're just like getting lost in the mix and you don't even know how at that point how to think for yourself or what you and your body actually even wants. I would say, first of all, experiment with a lot of different things. Try yoga, try Pilates, try cycling, try running, try weightlifting and just see what you genuinely like the best. And you also can switch up your workout routine at any time. You don't have to be like finding one and be like, that is my new workout routine for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I second that. Just try a ton of things. And I saw Kenzie Burke actually posted about this a while ago. And it's exactly what I experienced as she was saying. I used to go to the gym like twice a day. I would try and like force my body to look like something that I thought like fitness influencers, basically not intentionally, maybe sometimes intentionally would promote or something? Yeah, promote like this certain body type for like weightlifting or for the certain thing. And I'm like, okay, I want that. So therefore I have to do like A, B, and C, what they Mm -hmm. say I have to do. I have to go work out. I have to like push myself all these crazy workouts and, you know, track my calories lost and whatever. And she was saying, actually the, the last year or so, she was like, my body has just wanted like slow movement. So I've just been doing a lot more like yoga or walks. Pilates. I yeah. Think. Pilates, like things like that, that are just more of like stretching and elongating and calm. And that's exactly how I felt. I was like pushing my body in a way where it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for my body type. It wasn't for my personality. It was like almost worse for my personality because I am the person who doesn't know when to stop pushing myself in a workout. So then it would just make my body kind of just overused and overworked. And as soon as I started doing more yoga and more walking, and then I would like play, you know, sports more, something that was more fun than just like push yourself to the max. Yes. I felt like my body was thanking me and it was like actually showing me results that I had wanted my whole life. Then I had stopped caring so much, which was even better. Yes. I think also you can get an amazing body doing so many different exercises. Yeah. 100%. You don't have to do a certain thing to look a certain way. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. This is a trigger warning eating disorder. Hello, what we said, ladies. I want to start this off with a huge thank you for who you are as individuals and how you have shaped my life in the last year. JC, I am in college and I've always felt overwhelmed and insecure when thinking about what I'm going to do after graduation. You have helped me realize that I have what it takes to be a strong, confident woman in the business world. And I know that I'm capable of pursuing my passions. Thank you. Oh, when I'm going to cry? Yeah. And Chelsea, when I found what we said last March, I decided to start listening from the beginning. Ooh, that always gives me the spooks. <laughs> yeah. Listen to our first episode. In episode four, you shared your struggle with an eating disorder and I wanted to know that your story has changed my life. I'd always known that my relationship with food wasn't good, but I had become a master at covering it up and looking healthy to others. I didn't fit the stereotype of someone struggling with an ED, so I always assumed that I didn't need to take it seriously. For the first time in my life, after hearing your story, I was able to admit to myself that I had an eating disorder. This past year has been a slow journey of healing and transformation, so thank you. Wow. That is literally so nice. And I'm glad. I'm happy that you're healing. 
Now for some advice. After a year of working towards freedom from my eating disorder, I've wanted to become more open about it because it's been something that I've buried in shame for years. A few months ago, I got the courage to tell my best friend, but she's the only one who knows. Chelsea, how did you go about telling the people in your life about your eating disorder? For JC, was this disappointing or hard to hear as her best friend? Just just so disappointed in me. She's like, I can't believe you. How or when would I go about this conversation with when dating someone? Even though I am I am recovering, I still mess up and it's hard for me to be honest about my mistakes with other people. I don't want this to define me and I don't want people to look at me differently, but I also want to be able to talk about it because it has influenced me to be the girl I am today. Also, I know it will break my parents' hearts if I told them that I struggled with this. I don't want my mom to think that she has failed as a parent because I wasn't comfortable talking about it to her in high school. Would it be wrong of me to keep this part of my life from them? I don't want them to freak out and be worried because I finally feel like I'm at a healthy spot right now. I would appreciate any advice you have to offer. I truly believe that God has placed your voice in my life during this season. Okay, girl, you are really playing with our emotions here. You're going to make me cry. And I'm so thankful for both of you and your team. Hi, Beth. This podcast has blessed me more than you know. Thank you, girls, for everything. Wow, you are like the sweetest person in the world. You're an angel. I know exactly how, like, I felt the exact same way where it's like, you don't want really to tell people and you don't really know how to tell people. It's not like some exciting announcement (laughs) that you can go around like blurting out. And I especially get the part about your parents because it does, you just don't want to like, not disappoint them, but you don't want them to feel like they did something bad because you're like, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And that's something you can communicate to them. And, um, they might not react to it that well at the beginning. I don't feel like, you know, they're just people and they probably will be sad and probably maybe be in denial at first as well, especially because maybe you haven't ever talked to them. And if it's not super obvious, like I felt it was for me, I'm like, they're, they probably only know about like anorexia. So if they right. see, if I'm like, I have an eating disorder, they're probably like, what are you talking about? No, you don't. Like, you're mm-hmm. fine. You literally like eat healthy and work out. Right. But as soon as you tell them, you will feel so much better as Mm -hmm. soon as you start telling people in your life and in like whatever way you can, whenever you get alone with them, just like be like, yeah, I've just kind of been struggling with something I just wanted to tell you about. Like I, it's actually good that you're in a good position now because you can give those people, it will hurt them. Like it will make them sad. Anytime you tell them, like, I've really been struggling with something. It's like, oh, whenever you hear your friends say something like that, you're just like, shiz, dude. Like it sucks because they can't really do anything. But if you're like, but I'm so, I'm doing so much better now. You don't have to like worry about me. I just wanted to tell you where I'm at. Like, this is some of the things that I've gone through. And I just like wanted to let you know because you're close to me, you know? Definitely. I mean, as for my reaction, definitely no disappointment in any form or fashion. I remember you told me like, I don't even, I don't remember how you said something like, you like I I um remember how I had an appointment or something you said something yeah like yeah because you were visiting me and I yeah. had I was like going to therapy at that time yeah and I was like yeah like I didn't ask what the appointment like I didn't know what the appointment was yeah. for and you're like well like I've been going to therapy and I was like oh that's cool and then you told me you're like I've realized that like I've been struggling with an eating disorder and I was very surprised I yeah. guess but not definitely not disappointed in any yeah. form or fashion and I was really glad that you told me as well because. Yeah. Anytime you tell someone something vulnerable, if you're telling the right person, like a very close friend, like it will always make you closer and mm-hmm. it will make, give you a weight off your shoulder, you know? Totally. So. And it feels like you're not wearing a mask anymore, like around people, because if it is something that's like such a big part of your life as it is right now, especially when you're recovering, it is such a big part of your life and you're learning so much and you're actually excited because you're like, okay, I'm getting better and each day and I'm like learning new things and life seems so much more enjoyable and you want to share that with people. And so when you feel like they don't even know what's going on, you you don't really know how to say it. You feel like you're wearing a mask, almost like there's a little bit that you're not sharing. So it right. does feel so much better to actually just tell people. Definitely. Um, so I hope that helped. Okay. Hi, friends. First off, I love, love, love y'all's podcast. One of my favorites to listen to while I cross off my to-do list. Secondly, I would love to hear your thoughts on rebranding your personal brand. I'm struggling with my content di- direction right now post-quarantine. I need your help previously, my Instagram and blog was heavily dedicated to a certain niche, but because of last year, I was forced to change directions. Long story short, my brand was heavily focused on Disney Parks content from a local Floridian perspective. (laughs) Cool. Combined with media stays at nearby resorts and a few lifestyle and fashion posts mixed in. By the way, what I'm saying cool sarcastically because obviously all the parks are shut down. Yeah. Not because I don't think that's cool. Okay. I canceled my Disney pass and now I'm experiencing a huge backlash from my audience as 
Some of them said they only followed me for my Disney posts, which is super frustrating. I thought I did a good job of not being just confined to one niche. And as a type four on the Enneagram, I love being individualistic and using my Instagram as a creative outlet. However, I'm finding that a good percentage of my audience put me in a box and are not interested in the new content I've been sharing, which is more of what I previously used as filler content with my lifestyle and fashion posts and essentially what I started my account with. I'm moving into a new home with my husband. We got married in December and I plan on introducing some home decor at home posts in my content, but I'm worried after losing a chunk of followers and having my engagement tank recently that no one is going to be interested. And even if I kept my Disney stuff, I just feel like I've outgrown it and got super burnt out from trying to maintain that brand. Do y'all have any insight on what to do? I considered starting my account from scratch. I have a little over 40,000 followers right now, but I've been doing this for 10 years and fear that I will lose key partnerships and connections with my core demographic I've built so far. Side note, I've also tried TikTok for a bit, went viral a few times, but got off because it was a huge time suck for me and it made me feel super old, LOL. I'm 28. While I was on it though, I did see my numbers go up a bit on my Instagram. Any advice is much appreciated. Love y'all. Dang. Stick with what you love. Always. If you feel like you've outgrown the Disney thing, don't just try and push through for the numbers because I promise it will, at some point you'll become even more burned out, which is not what you want for your life. And people will start seeing it as ingenuine anyway, because it will Mm -hmm. be ingenuine if you don't even like that anymore. Uh, Trust me, I can totally relate to you because I felt like people only followed me for my, you know, digital photography with my specific presets, my travel content. That's how I got my following. And when I started being like, I'm so burned out from this. I don't like this style of photography anymore. I feel like, like I'm growing up a little bit because literally I started my account when I was, you know, she said she's been doing this for 10 years too. It's like, I started my account when I'm what, 17. And it's like, I've changed a lot since then, you know? And so as I was evolving, I felt like I started changing up my style and I lost so many followers. I started posting more film and more iPhone and I lost a ton of followers, but I just kept saying, I would rather do what I love. I would rather stay true to myself, stay true to my brand than just keep doing this because that's what people like. Because eventually I feel like now I'm building a new audience and that's what you'll do. And I think people love house content, love a new marriage, new house. Like that should be fun for people to watch. And if they don't like it, it's literally none of your business. It doesn't matter. It's not a reflection of who you are at all. It's just that they're not interested in that. And that's totally fine. You'll find new people who are interested in it. As far as TikTok, I definitely think it's going, it could definitely help you grow. That's, I think the number one best algorithm at this moment to grow on social media and it will help your Instagram. But you know, if you can maybe find boundaries with yourself of like not getting on it a ton to scroll, just posting on it. Cause I know it can be very, a huge time suck. I definitely am aware of that, but I just think stick with what you love. Just keep going and eventually it will pay off. Yeah. Otherwise you'll hate Disney. Exactly. (laughs) You'll resent it. Hello, Chase. Chasey. Well, honestly, Hello, it works. I recently just got broken up with after almost three years of dating. No. We, we dated beginning of senior year up until about a week ago. I was completely blindsided and honestly did not see it coming whatsoever. We have talked about marriage and honestly, I thought he was my person. He pretty much didn't give me a straight answer as to why he was breaking up with me, which was the worst part. That is, that is so effing awful. annoying. He told me he couldn't give me a straight answer, just that He didn't see it with me anymore and I just need to get over him. Cool. Mm, This is silly to worry about, but all I keep thinking is everyone who I've grown up with from my town is getting married and starting families and I'm left over here heartbroken over someone who I thought was supposed to be with me. I know I'm only 20, but I can't help but think that I'm doomed. LOL. I would love to hear advice from you both on how to get over him and what I should do personally because I'm just really hurting. I would really appreciate it and I love you guys and the podcast. Okay, this is a valid feeling. And it's like the first thing that most people say is like, oh my gosh, girl, you're so young. You Don't so worry about time. it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's hard. It's like at every stage of life, you kind of always have that feeling where it's like, oh, if I don't have this and this done, like I'm doomed. Yeah. Like if I don't, sure. ha- if I don't have, if I'm not married by this age, I'm doomed. If I don't have kids by this age, I'm doomed. If I'm not a millionaire by this age, I'm just scum of the earth. It's like, <laughs> there's so many things that that happens if with. I'm not millionaire. <laughs> I am scum. Mood. <laughs> I Summer am scum. mood. I scum. Um, but so I want to say that that's like completely normal. Totally. And especially maybe in your community. Because I know like even when I got married when I was 20, I turned 21 two days later. And I would meet some people. They'd be like, what the F? Like you're getting married. You're so young. And then other people, it's like, oh, it's about time. Because it's just right. like that's the community we grew up in. It's just like it's, you get married so fast. It's so valid. Depending on where you grow up, it really does shape a lot of your life decisions. I totally agree. I always say that when we moved to L.A., 
And, you know, at this point, what, I'm 23 and I'll also, I look young. So I'll go to something and someone thinks I'm probably literally 19 as it is or 18. And they're like, you're already married. And I'm like, yeah. And I've been married for years. Like, it's just, but where I'm from, that is so normal. Like people are always like, did you get a lot of backlash for getting married young? I'm like, not at all. That's so normal where we live. I felt old. Same. Like I, we had friends who got married when they were 19. Yeah. So when we're 21 getting married, it's like a lot of our friends were already married, which is crazy. When I got married, like I had friends that literally had had a child at that point. Yeah. So it's like, but I think what it's important to remember is that Us they're just actually drilling it into her that she is late. I'm like, we're like, yeah, already you- married. <laughs> so people are having kids by now, girl. You got to step it up. No, I think it's important to remember that there is no timeline to life. And I actually kind of have loved that about moving to California and gaining a new perspective where a lot of people here in their 30s haven't even gotten married yet. Like they've yeah. been dating for 10 years and they're like, yeah, we'll probably get married when we're thir- around 30. And then They'll start having kids when they're 35. Like, so to them, that's normal. And to me, I'm like, whoa, that's so different from where I grew up. But you just have to understand life is so much bigger than your little bubble. And there is no timeline. You truly do. Like, you will totally be fine and find your person. Also, if he's going to break up with you, not give you a straight answer and say, you need to get over me. I say, boy, bye. Yeah, boy, bye You deserve someone that just is obsessed with you. So if that's not him, if he doesn't see it with you. See ya. Yeah. And I know some of the heartbreak is, it's like, some of the heartbreak is about him. The other part is like, I have to start over. Like I have to start over dating. I have to like, now if I want to get married, I have to meet someone completely new and like dive into a whole new relationship, start from scratch, which is so daunting. It is so daunting. Because I was even just thinking about when I was that age, even when I met Leif, I did not think, obviously right before that date, it's not like I'm like, I'm going to meet the one. It's like, I just thought that was a random date. And it just worked out. So you never know when you're going to meet, you come across the right person. But it, it is a weird feeling when you like are not dating anyone or you just freshly get broken up with and you're like, I have to start over and I have no prospects. Like mm-hmm. what the, what am I doing? Like what yeah. what's going to happen to me? But you will be totally fine. You will be a-okay. Yes. It will all it, work out. In time, you know, time heals everything. So. Yep. Just give it a sec. We end it with exactly what we're like. Don't listen to people who say, it's okay. You have got plenty of time. Yeah, we're like, you're young. Yeah. Like, cool and valid. Like, oh me. my gosh. Why are you worried? Jeez. <laughs> no, well, you're valid. That's all of the inquiries we got this week. Well, not the ones we got. We got tons, but those are the ones we picked that we <laughs> so felt rude. was worthy enough for an answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you guys for sending in your advice questions. Also, you guys can do this at any point. We do this once a month and we have them saved in a like folder on our email. So we have a bunch. And if you guys ever need advice on a situation, shoot us an email and we might read it on the podcast. They always stay anonymous. So don't worry. We won't call you out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Friday. Hope you have an amazing, amazing weekend. Remember that you are beautiful and enough and you are hot for hot girl summer. You are hot. Thank you for listening. And that's That's what what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.